Like a rolling sound. Yeah, you just want to get that one right there in front of you. Uh, if you want to take that little thing off, you can see there's a capsule in there. And then you want to talk where it says Audio Technica. Gotcha. That's your sweet spot. Gotcha. What's up? Thanks for coming. Man, thanks for having me, bro. I Shit, man. It. I really look up to you, and I'm glad you came on my show. This is really dope for me, too, then. So, uh, first of all, we tell people your name and how old you are. I'm Nate Washington. Nate M.F. Washington. I'm 43. Okay, and then how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, about 10 years now. 10 years. That's about a 10 long years. time. Yeah. So, how'd you get your start? Um, I... Uh, you, you want, like, the long story? Like the yeah, the tell so, them. Please open up about it. I would, I would love it. I, uh, I, was, I was managing a Foot Locker. Okay. Assistant managing a Foot Locker uh, for my second time. You know what I'm saying? So I had, did, I had, I had managed a Foot Locker for, for about five years when I was younger, and I had left when my first daughter was born. And, uh, you know, over... I can't remember what made me go back. I ended up going back to Foot Locker and then realizing why I left in the first place. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck I got this, relationships man. like that. You know? Uh-huh. So, uh... So, you know, I said, uh... I, I, I want to start putting myself in a position to be able to make my own fucking way you know what i'm saying like yeah. I, I i i i i got to a point where i was tired of having a, a fucking boss you, you don't want to work yeah you don't want to work for other people for the rest yeah, of your life yeah yeah I, I got tired of somebody telling me when i could come and go so um <coughs> I, you know I, I i was always a fan of comedy i had always you know you know been into it so i mean i wrote my first set when i was 15 I never performed it for anybody but my my mom and shit at the time. So who's the first person you really saw like on stage or where you were like, was it like on TV or was it like at a show or you, you see somebody funny in a movie? Like what kind of like gave you the, the buzz? Like, you know, how did you get the itch initially before you started writing and stuff? Um, It's going to sound cliche as fuck, but, you know, I, I found my uncle's comedy albums in my grandparents basement yeah and i just i i you know because i would spend all my summers in chicago and uh sometimes i get bored you know i go down to the basement start exploring and uh, i call that basement anybody who i've ever brought to that house i call that basement the center of my universe i feel like everybody has yeah. a place that is like you know where they can go and feel like they're most themselves it's if like that makes any sense it's all turned on and you yeah. figured it out <clears throat> yeah like that place so that basement is i call it the, the center of my universe because that's where i discover comedy or stand-up comedy for the first time just uh you know i would spend all day down there listening to funk records and stuff and then uh, i i stumbled across I, I believe at the time it was a red fox album oh yeah and um i listened to it and it was the, the greatest thing ever and uh, after that, I started looking, like, seeking them out, like, in his collection, trying to find the ones that I knew would be comedy albums. And I, f I, I listened to every last one of them. Um, Prior was the one that stood out uh, at the time, yeah. of course. What, what, do you remember what album? <coughs> because the first Prior album I heard, my parents had it. It was uh, Live at the Sunset Strip. Mm -hmm. And dude, I lost, I lost it. I was like, I can't believe this guy is saying all this shit. It's not, it wasn't the first one that I had seen, though. But I, I think I want to say that my first uh, um, real experience with watching a stand up was either Eddie Griffin or Kings of Comedy. Okay. Now, my my older my eldest brother and then my parents used to stay up late and watch Def Jam and all that shit on pay-per-view. But I wasn't able to see that. But a few years later, I was a little bit older and I was able to like stay up later and mm -hmm. shit. So Kings of Comedy, also the blue collar comedy tour. Uh, and then Eddie Griffin, my mom was a huge Eddie Griffin fan. So that special wow. dysfunctional family and, and seeing him want to be a dancer when he was a kid. And I kind of wanted to be like, a, not a dancer, but a little, I wanted to be a star too. Yeah. I, I just had so much in common and I was like, damn, you can be like that. I was like, you can, you can talk to people yeah. on stage and get paid and shit. He's going back to his high school. I, you know what I yeah. mean? He was doing shit <coughs> that I'd never seen nobody do, uh, 
That was like, Eddie was life. one of the first comedy albums I bought for myself. Yeah, Eddie, you're I'm uh, a huge fan. Was Message in a Hat? I think I did. I don't know if I've seen. But that. I bought it on a cassette too because I'm like 43. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Eddie was one of the guys that I used to <clears throat> definitely like look up to when I was before I started when I was just younger. Like because I I remember staying up late to see Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, dude. Um, seeing Chappelle and all those mm-hmm. other guys. <laughs> I got another one too. If you want to try and, it out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's try that one too. <laughs> that one's called Ape Indica, and this is a this is a sativa, and it's called Blucifer. 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 <laughs> Blucifer. I I want to um, I want to um. That's dope, man. Um, I want to talk about your podcast in in the Fate House group right now. If that's that's cool. dope. Is that Pl- yeah, please, man. Please plug this thing, and I, I, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking for more guests. Um, it's it's definitely something that's starting to grow, and I, I, this is the first video one, so shout out to you for being on that. This yeah. won't be out for a few months because I, I'm, I got some in the can for January. I'm gonna start releasing, and okay. then, yeah, and then you're gonna be on there, man. So I'm with it. Um, can you, uh, can you tell me if you ever, ever met any celebrities? I know you worked with a lot of big people, mm-hmm. but anybody that stood out to you, where either you were like. Damn, I can't believe I'm really doing this. Or, or you made a f- may have fanned out a little bit, or did you just keep your cool, but you still met somebody you really looked up to? Is there any oh, experiences like that? Absolutely, I never forget, man. Um, <clears throat> I got I I got to open, um, or I got to, I was on a show with Kenny Howell, who uh, you know is a, is a Chicago comic, and, and I remember seeing him on Def Comedy Jam. Uh, when I was younger, Kenny Howe was just so fucking funny to me. Like, and it's something about, <coughs> it's something about, and that's why I tell people that Bernie Mac was like my biggest, <coughs> that's when I really decided, yeah, I, I can do this. Yeah, Bernie Because Mac. it's something about like that Chicago accent. Like when I hear it, you know what I'm saying? Like I connect to it and you know what I'm saying? Like, so Kenny Howe was like one of those people and I got to work with him in Kentucky and, uh, and you know we did a whole weekend together, so uh, we was at a hotel, and um, you know he was he would he just gave me so much game. Like that was the f- one of the first times I was actually on the road doing a real road gig with like some actual like hitting comedians. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you know just to be able for him to take that time and like he he gave me like so much game that I still use now. Like when I go on the road. About you know, cause Kenny been kidnapped and shit. Holy shit! Trying to do gigs. Holy like, shit! Like got kidnapped like by some motherfucking goons down south. Dude, you know sometimes driving to some of these country ass <coughs> towns, even around here or in Michigan or Illinois or any of these places, man, Indiana, places in Ohio that are sketchy as fuck, bro. But you know, you take the gigs. Like uh, that's what a comic does, right? They yeah. Take, they take the yeah, gig, yeah. they drive, they make the drive, they get their buddies. They're like, "Hey, can I bring my friend?" Yeah, because that's what we do. Because you gotta have somebody on your back, man. Not just, like, yeah, not just to have your back. It's an opportunity for both of you too, and it's some it's like some crazy thing that helps the whole universe, the like, the whole ecosystem, for you know what I mean. For the show, helps the promoter. It. I'm get, I'm having a problem with you. Oh shit. Okay. Go no, ahead. I'm good. I'm straight, good? Now. <laughs> I'm straight now. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah, I'm straight now. All right. Um. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do That's that. That's really cool, man. Uh, shit, anybody else that like stuck out to you? Can you because uh, you've I saw your I saw your uh, your bio. You've worked with a lot of celebrities, like people that are pretty big names in comedy. Yeah, man. You know. It's um, shit. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I first met Lunell and Hope Flood, working with them. Uh, I was I was kind of scared, man, because like you know, as far as for, for just comedy female comics, like you know, those are some pretty heavy hitter names too. Like they yeah. both got a, a, a impressive resume, you know what I'm saying? And you I can't had play to play around going up for exactly, front of them. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And and you know, it's gonna be sold out, like you know, so you know you got to come with your your A game and all that. So and I never forget, I'm sitting in the green room because comedy the only job that I I, I get to work early to. It's Every other job I didn't have, like I just I take my fucking time. But at any rate, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, nah, I'm so I'm uh, I'm in the green room like probably about a half hour early, just sitting there waiting on them to show up. And I can hear them walking through the hallway, and and they come into the green room. So I stand up to introduce myself, and uh, 
and Lunell hit me with one of these, like one of them, like, who are you? Yeah. And I'm like, I was, that's what I was about to tell you. I'm Nate. My <laughs> hand was out and everything, like, like reached out to her. And she's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Nate. Like, just deflated the fuck out of me. Like, Nate, the head. She's uh, ferocious, the, the, dog. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you alive. <laughs> I'm trying to explain. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> who I was yeah. and shit, why I was in her green room and shit. And then, but Hope, and that's my home. That's, she, that Hope has been my home girl to this day. I love you, Hope. Like, she, like, kind of, like, helped me, like, because she immediately was like, he probably the host, girl. Like, shut the fuck up. You know, yeah. like, because they've been friends for life, so that's how they talking to like each other. Not, so. They're not going to let him up here. Right. <laughs> like, this motherfucker works here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she kind of, uh, yeah, you you be in them, like, when you had them weekends and shit, like, I ain't going to lie, man. It's easy to be feeling yourself, man. Like, mm-hmm. especially at the Funny Bone, like, man, they, they treat you so nice and shit. Like, your fucking name be on the door. Dog. I get I, nervous. <laughs> I, not that I get nervous. I'm just like, man, you know, I, I, it'd be cool if I worked with you someday, but like, I don't know. I just, I give them their room. Like, I just, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm weird like that. Well, that too. I, I don't try to be on top of nobody. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if they, if they, if, if they feel like, if I can feel like they want some space, like I fade out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I start working, you know, walking around the showroom exactly. or some shit like that. But I don't ever be, try to be in nobody's way, man. Like I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show with them. Cause yeah. you know, some of them headliners can easily just be like, eh, I don't like the way he dressed. Get know, somebody bro. else in here. That's what I'm saying. And I ain't trying you know? to get them to shit on me. So, but you're right. It is important to like, you know, shake their hand and be like, show, show them like, Hey, we're What's all together y'all? tonight. It's nice to meet you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, but you know, it it, it can be intimidating, man. For like, sure, um, for sure. Roy Wood Jr. is uh, probably the 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 best example of like a, a headliner just taking a time, like and actually listening to your set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got to open for him at Wiley's like a long time ago. And dude came and listened to my, he listened to my set every time. No shit. And and critiqued it and gave me, you know, ways to punch it up. Uh, he he gave me ways, you know, he told me how to write for you know being on a late night talk show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, he like, also <coughs> runs the uh, the show Ari Shafir. Well, the Comedy Central bought it, right? Mm-hmm. But this is not happening. Am yeah, correct. He's the host of that. Yeah, he. I don't, I don't, does, he I don't, does he still host it? I, I'm I not know. sure if it's even still a thing, but I know at one point he was doing that. Too. Yeah. No, I know. He, yeah, that guy's. That guy's definitely very notable. He, he he's, he's a dope, uh, man. He's a good dude, though. Like. That's the thing, and a lot of people get get you know they get places in life for because they're good people. Like, yeah, he's a good know, dude. Put out good energy, and you get good energy back. It's positive shit. That's how I try to be. You know, unless I'm throwing peaches at somebody. <laughs> I fucking saw that, dude. By the way, you guys <laughs> check this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a good time to plug your Instagram. I usually wait till the end, but if you want to tell people about this video, um, what is your Instagram? I'm pointing over there. Like, oh, I'm the looking like I thought this is new running for me, up too. On me. There is somebody. There is, <laughs> I don't know why I'm pointing. I don't know where to, I don't know where to put my hands right now. Uh, um, yeah. You it, did throw a peach at someone though a couple nights ago at yeah. the Chris, at a Christmas show. Yeah, for a toy drive for children. I, I had a toy drive for children. I <laughs> threw, I reached into a can of peaches and threw peaches at somebody's face in the audience. And, I, and I'm still not the asshole in that equation. Can you open up about that a little bit more? Like <laughs> why, why did this happen? Does this guy piss you off? Yeah, he did kind of piss me off because the show has been billed as a toy drive okay. for the past five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, but most specifically, this this one this past weekend, it was everybody knew it was a toy drive. And this dude is closely enough connected to the comedy community where he should have known that, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I, I. So, you know, so you walk into the showroom and, and you saw the pictures, man, the show it was the stage was covered with toys. You barely had any room to walk. Yeah. And all those people, you know, went in their pockets to bring those toys uh, to to help children. Right. And it's a good cause, right? Yeah, it was a good yeah. cause. And then you it come in here joke. with a with a can of peaches. And it's a joke to him. 
right? I mean, basically, is he performing? Is this? No, nah, he wasn't performing. This is, just a, this is just a person who came in to watch it. But he's he's a comic. Yeah. But so I don't know. I guess yeah. He's well, a comic. he knows the jig. He knows that he should have brought a toy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just felt like that was that was rude and disrespectful. And you know, so when I went on stage, like my whole set, like I didn't tell a joke. I didn't tell a joke. I just made him. I just spent the whole time trying to embarrass him <laughs> and his friend who had black olives. <laughs> what the fuck? They brought more than just the peaches. Well, well, it was two of them. So one had olives and the other motherfucker had peaches. We don't do comedy for canned food. You piece of shit. Yeah, like, man. Some so schmucky shit, right? Dude. It's some schmucky shit. That guy's a fucking asshole. I don't know who it was. I, I, I left. I just came and I left. I just, I'm not going to say uh, his name. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked, you know, like, and, you know, I, we talked about it. I mean, he knew that it, what I was doing on stage was being done in jest. Yeah, it was what, yeah, it were, you were making a joke. But, it, but he, at the same time. He was time, too, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you did what he did. Uh, he were fighting, you were just, yeah, that's all it was. You pulled a him on him. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you bring peaches to a toy drive. Now, where are these motherfuckers? Yeah, exactly. Right. So Next year, put it on a necklace, you fuck. <laughs> 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 Fucking make something. Nah, man, he... <clears throat> That that just wasn't cool, man. Don't don't. If you listening and and somebody, if you end up on the show or going to a show and it's, and their mission is to bring a toy for kids for Christmas, you you make sure you got a a toy. And not a can, like a corned beef hash or some shit, like a goddamn poor person. Don't do that. No, don't do that. And that's why I said Eat the that, kids. Leave it at home. They 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 they're less fortunate. They're not hobos. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't need your fucking. I don't know. Yeah. Don't they have plenty <laughs> of meals at those at those foster homes. Yeah. I used to live in the Sunrise Center actually when I was a kid mm-hmm. for a little while. So yeah, they they feed you pretty good. You don't need fucking <laughs> peaches, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I want what I want is some toys. Like so I can exactly. You know, could shoot my friends with Nerf guns or curl up to this Barbie doll or whatever the kid's gonna do. You know what I mean? Like. What an asshole. At least he didn't throw the whole can at him. I think that's hilarious, bro. Well, it was and a whole lot of people there. I, if I would have threw the whole can at him, I would have hit everybody in between me and him. Yeah, well, so, n- not only was I, it a funny joke, but it was it was a pretty cool thing to do, for sure. You know, you know don't, be a sh- don't be a schmuck. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas, Scrooge. It's fucking Christmas. So aside from you, uh, actually, instead of getting fucking fruit thrown at you, you throw fruit at the crowd. Aside yeah. from that and uh, meeting all these celebrities in your 10 years man and having your own podcast too what is your most memorable moment you know what's the most like the biggest accomplishment when you were like damn i gotta keep this shit rolling i gotta i gotta make this happen this is this is it this is it for me like when did you really know like you know what i mean was there a big moment for you i think i think my most memorable moment was winning uh the fireworks contest at wiley's yeah um because hell yeah i hit one first i'll show you how to do it (laughs) Because, uh, because you know, I like really like worked for it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I ain't never really. I don't, I don't remember wanting to win something so bad. Yeah. Then I wanted to win that year, and uh, like to actually go out and do it too, and follow up on it. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. That was it was dope. So I enjoyed. It. That's that, sick, that man. That was probably still the most memorable. And then so. You first, you I've been in it when people maybe people don't know at home. So you basically you beat out 11 of your competitors, some of the best comedians in Dayton. Right. Mm, That's the first show. Then you had to go back and you had to beat the other winners of the other show. Right. Yeah, it was over. It was over 100 comics. Yeah, it was over 100 comics over the course of a couple days. I mean, it wasn't like you just went up one night and won that set. I mean, you you actually promoted it. You brought your friends. Right, mm-hmm. that's an important factor too. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't put butts in seats, and that's yeah. a fucking that's a selling point if the club's gonna book you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you did. Yeah, man, thing. that was that was important to me. Thing. Like, I wanted that bad, and uh, I went on and and he did that. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my people that came through. Like, I never forget when uh, when they called my name and I went up on stage. The first person I saw was uh, my cousin Nikki and uh, her husband Ron, and they they've been rocking with me ever since, man. So. That's dope as Shout fuck. out to them. That's um, dope as fuck, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, somebody just posted the dragon emoji and shit. Hey, I'm going a, I'm to a take a break from this and, and continue a little bit in a moment. But uh, y'all make sure to check back in with me. 
<laughs> I'm look doing two strings <laughs> doing at, two a time, at a like, time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should be doing it too. The thing is, I haven't posted anybody yet, so I haven't I haven't made any social media on it, and I'm doing this on video, so I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna post. <laughs> I uh, I do want to start getting a picture, but I think I'm just gonna start. I'm just, I'm just gonna take it like a still frame mm-hmm. from the video later. Um, so what I'm supposed to do? Show me what you just did. Okay, yeah, I was gonna let it cool <laughs> off and find these other questions. Uh, uh-huh. <coughs> okay, so this is from the cannabis cup. This is a sativa. It's kind of like kind of wake you up, make you think a little bit. It's really good, man. <coughs> I like it. There's only a little bit left. Right. Um, but it is fucking super flame for special occasions. I only break it out for the, you know, for the good fucking podcast guests. Nice. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm just kidding. Everybody else is like, what was he smoking <laughs> with me? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking about? That's a joke. That's so dumb to say that. I was trying to butter Nate up. Uh, all right. So I just get it hot, bro. And then we get it a little like red hot. And then as yeah. soon as it goes white. You just kind of roll the dab around inside the uh, the edge of it. So you don't want to do it while it's hot. It'll burn your throat real bad. You also don't want to press on it too hard because it's like hot glass. So hold it and then just kind of put it up to your mouth. It's about, yeah. to, it's about to die. And then there you go. Is that your first dab or at least out of one of those things? Yeah. It's just a little nectar collector. It's actually two that I one I broke. Ooh. One was for a rig that got broke, and then another one was from a broken nectar collector, and I I taped them together. I'm gonna get another one now that I'm on camera. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm gonna order one online. <coughs> get a new little dab rig, just a water pipe or something to make it more pleasant. Because I feel like this thing is kind of sketchy. Look. That's scary looking. <laughs> it's <laughs> scary looking. I've done. We've officially sm- <laughs> smoked it on camera, but it's just the nectar collector. That's scary looking. Uh, that was good, though. Yeah, no, dude, it's so tasty, bro. We could do another one whenever. You let me know. We could do any of this stuff. We could switch back to the other cart. We could do whatever. Hey, man, let's just, uh, just whatever. I feel good, dude. That edibles hit me, too. Uh, we also did take a gummy bear, right? Yeah. 25 milligrams before yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, I think I just felt that and, for, and remembered. Where do you get your inspiration when you write jokes? Mm, that That's uh, my inspiration comes from just. You know, I'm a people watcher, man. Like so, a lot of my inspiration is is a lot of my jokes is is real life stuff that I've actually experienced myself or or saw happen to somebody else. So mm-hmm. I just had to say real life. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that seems I, to be a lot of the better com, not even the better comics, but the ones who've been doing it for a long time. That seems to be their answer. Like there's definitely some oddball stuff, but it seems to be mm-hmm. like a common thing. You, you really just see funny shit in the world because you have a funny perspective and point of view, basically. I think that's how I feel about it. I mean, you know, see, I'm not one of those type of comics that can say, all right, I'm going to go sit down and write jokes today. Like, that ain't how my process works. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, I can't do that. If I sit down and say, all right, I'm about to sit down and write jokes, I hate every last one of them. Like, I, I, I don't think any of them are, are good enough. Yeah. You know, but, but if... If I'm just sitting, you know, and or if I'm like out, and I see something happen, and I, and I something triggers me, and I and I go write a joke, then it's usually a hitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think about. I'm the same way when it comes to that. I do like to write them though, sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I I, I got I have to be inspired <laughs> to write. I can't same just here. sit down and say I'm gonna do it. Yeah, like, it and I, I think I burst. should. Mm. Like in the habit of that, but I'm I'm <coughs> mixed feelings about it. Sometimes I do grind it out, and sometimes I've been I've been having writer's block lately. But I just all the holidays and just life shit and bullshit going on this 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 time of year. Shitty outside, you know. What yeah, I mean? it's just like it's ah, seasonal, you know, seasonal depression. Yeah, it's man. The real. It's the real deal in Ohio. Absolutely. That's what makes tough <coughs> tough people living in the Midwest like this, though. You fucking survive these winters. Mm-hmm. That makes you a bad motherfucker. Dude, you got to be resilient, man, like, yeah. in, in this motherfucker, man, because yeah. like, we get hit with so much shit. So much shit. <laughs> like Tornadoes, snowstorm, fucking heat wave, yeah. drought. What Clan you members. What like, you want. Yeah. Just bring it. Like, bring, bring it. all that shit to Dayton, and we're going to send that shit right back where you it's that kind brought of, it from. It's that kind of place, bro. Really yeah. Is. But, but it, you know, but I feel what you're saying, though, because it leaves that negative energy, though. Sometimes, like, you know, it's people who still haven't recovered from from that tornado on memorial day you know what i'm saying like no doubt yeah. so 
Yeah, like we we just a different we we a different bunch, man. Like we yeah. Midwestern, like like blue collar motherfuckers, like yeah. We just some of the coolest people in the world. Like I always, I think this is a big reason this podcast is inspired too. Just smoking weed and talking to cool ass people. A lot of people have life stories around here, and on top of that, now I know comedians, and I'm starting to know comedians, which have even more life stories and even more interesting you know, perspectives on life. So it's being from the Midwest and being in this melting pot of people from everywhere, you mm. know, all over the world, you, uh, yeah, you begin to develop a different outlook on life than you normally would, you know, just living in a place where everybody talks the same all the time, like yeah. the South or in Cali or yeah. in New York or whatever. Like the Midwest is, is different. Yeah, this is some crazy motherfuckers <laughs> in here, <laughs> no man. Doubt. Like, so you got to be, Prepare for anything, yeah. <laughs> like shit. Just in Dayton, man. Like you could turn one corner and end up in a totally different area. Like oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like the entire demographics can change just by crossing one street. Yeah. When I was look, yeah, I grew up in a lot of shitty areas. I've been in crack houses and I've been in mansions. Like you know, mm-hmm. you can know people from both sides of life living around Dayton for sure. You know, you never know what's gonna, like. You never know what you're gonna run into, and you know. I, I think that's what I like about it, though. It keeps that's you here, yeah. I think that's what I like about it. It's just mm-hmm. big enough. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But you know, eventually, you know, like the goal is to is to end up moving. Yeah, from, I, you know. Yeah, I know. I'd love to go to Cali or something, man. Like, what do you think, New York, Atlanta? What do you think? I I I, I th- sometimes think about going back to Chicago. Yeah. Um, movers, a lot of theater shows out there, a lot of independent scenes. Yeah, right. I, I sometimes consider that, but like, man, I, I I had a, I loved it when I went out west. Mm-hmm. It was fucking beautiful out there. So Did you do mics when you were out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got to go on a couple mics, man. Like that's and, good. And uh, they got a they got a fun scene, dude. Like I I got invited to a show because the hope, you know what I'm saying. I got invited to a show while I was out there. That uh, I'm sorry, I'm oh, knocking cool. shit over. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Cat Williams was throwing at the time while I was out there, so I go and he was hosting it. But uh, again, I'm in the midst of like comics that I could remember watching on Def Comedy Jam. Like you know, there's a few people that were in attendance that were going up, and I'm like, fuck, I've, I've seen that person before. No, I've seen that person before. It was just a room full of hitters, man, and it was just chilling, man. You Dude, know, I like the comedy store and. Uh, it's like every single night you can see all those crazy. You can see it play twenty five, thirty bucks, yo, know, and you can mm. see the people who usually cost like a couple hundred to see them for yeah. a row like that, thousands of dollars really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I mean? crazy, dude. It's it, crazy. <laughs> I was in uh, Long Beach, but at this show, it was in Long Beach. And what what club were you at? Do you remember? Was man, it a bar show or like a? Big it was. It was a bar. Yeah, it was a bar, man. They work on their shit like that, just mm-hmm. like we do, and people don't think it, but yeah, they. Mm-hmm. I would say that too. They not. They're not just at the club, right? Yeah, it was a bar, man. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I wish I could. Like, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that. Probably because all this fucking weed. You were out there too, getting high but at the time. I'm sure. Yeah, you were in, oh yeah. You were in Cali. I was in Cali. It was, you know, I wasn't breaking any laws. Yeah, how was the beach? It was nice, man. I got to see a sunset, man. Dude. Ain't got. I ain't never do that before. Like, <laughs> that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm planning on a cruise. Uh, I'm not sure. The details yet, but I wanna. Yeah, I'm gonna see the ocean this year, man. That's on my bucket list. Oh, do it, that man. Shit happens. Do it. Yeah, I would definitely say go out to L.A., Speaking man. L.A. is fun. Yeah, L.A. Oh yeah. yeah. That's probably that, that might be the move, man. Maybe fucking sail. I don't even know what oceans over there. I don't even know where that would be. Don't make me do geography, Look, motherfucker. Gotta, what's fucked up <laughs> is, bro. I bought this and I bought a world map just for questions like that. And, and then, it's right on the damn wall well, behind. Well, the frame, no, the frame to the world map isn't large enough. They only had three, and it just didn't work out. So I, it's not up. We could have had that geographical question figured out, but no, I got the answer. It's Pacific. Oh, it's, right there anyway. <laughs> it's on the map. I'm sitting here telling this long ass <laughs> story as not. I'm high too. This is my fault. I fucking created the demon here. This is a little. This is a little. This might be too much. That Lucifer, man. That's it's, what it it's was. On you. It's you on your it bike. It is shit, low key. <laughs> I know why they call it Lucifer now. It's on your bike, boy. G L O. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. You said Glucifer? No, it's Blucifer. Or Blucifer. Yeah, there's a label. 
Man. That's some shit, dude. Yeah, this shit is uplifting like a motherfucker. It's different. Those dabs aren't playing either, I gotta say. Man, you got a little bit of everything. Like I I like this I podcast. Tr- I tried to just yeah, I tried to just hold on to this. I don't really I don't really smoke or I don't really smoke that often, mm-hmm. um, but I try to save up a little bit, a little bit of edibles, a little bit of dabs. Different people do different shit. Some yeah. people don't do any of this stuff with me. They just like hang out, and I just kind of smoke a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's something about kind of being relaxed and like you know in that stoned mind state that makes you yeah. think deeply, more deeply into questions, and you know you can kind of connect with people in a weird mm-hmm. way, even if they're not high. You still can, you know. That's, I mean, it. that's kind of like the center of, of the podcast that I'm working on, too, man. Like, you know, like, I think you get more insightful once you, you know, start elevating your, your, your state of consciousness. Because then you start thinking at a different pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think some of your more most ins- insightful conversations come, like, after you had a couple of blunts or whatever. Yeah. Then, like, you know, when you start activating other parts of the brain, you know, so... I'm with it. I'm with it. Like that's we 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 don't even start recording until like we've had like a couple blunts and, and you know and a shot or something. Yeah. Or maybe not a shot, but we'll we'll sip on we Loose sip a up. different drink, you know, every week or whatever. But all I have was water. <coughs> so yeah, it's all good. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 offer you a glass of agua. Uh, nah, but no, nah, that's, that's 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 just how we do. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, I'm just to add to your point man like yeah. th- it's that's at the focal point like we don't start until after we've already gotten to a certain level mm-hmm. and then we then we start the conversation i feel that yeah yeah man so you've obviously smoked pot before um what so what, what was the when was the first time you ever smoked weed the first time yeah, can um, you open up about that yeah. <laughs> I keep saying that. I need to get a new phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you open? Can you open up? I uh, say that every single fucking episode, but maybe I need to get like a new segue. That's you should call it. This that's you need to change the name then. <laughs> we, hey, can, this, can, can you can open, you open, up, open about up about that? that? That's gonna be the name of my fucking <laughs> podcast. Can <laughs> you open the, up about that? The with header Johnny. on my Instagram. Can you open up about that? <laughs> 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 you want to do another one of these, dude? I don't know, man. Look, look bro, we're only, <laughs> only like halfway through the interview. I, you I, all right? Yeah, you all right? Good. I'm good. All right. So, wh- uh, can I open up? What was the question again? Uh, fuck, dude. <laughs> When's the first time you ever smoked weed, bro? Uh, first time. Um, with my cousins, man. Um, my cousin, my cousin uh, Marty, man. We used to uh, get to the mic a little bit. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, like, I'm not speaking to the mic. Um, me and my cousin, we used to smoke weed. Um. We had got a whole, we had got a whole fucking, uh, we had a whole ounce and thought we was like fucking Pablo Escobar, man. How old were you, bro? We was in, uh, what, junior, senior, sophomore, juniors in high school? Yeah. About we, that age, about 14, 15. Yeah. We thought we was motherfucking Dons. Go ahead. And, uh, no, put it, hold that part to your mouth and then put it in the front. You gotta hold it while you're doing it. Hey, don't don't same don't time. tell me how to do that into the mic and shit. Like right, same time, it's probably dead okay. now. I don't know if it'll still go for you. Oh, it's still hot. All right, it's probably way cleaner now that it's not so. When it gets cooler like that, it actually it's a really smooth hit. It's not as harsh as people think. <coughs> that is why I offer the water though. <laughs> Give you oh, cotton, cotton mouth like a mug. Like a bad mama jamma. <clears throat> we used to uh we used to smoke in uh his mama's basement all the time and uh <laughs> my uh my homeboy shout out to my boy Rocco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever we would smoke down there, uh he would he would get paranoid and like start, hey, did somebody walk in the house? You know, you get that. And we'd be like, nah man, you tripping, that's the weed. Like we good, yeah. we good, we good. And uh, <laughs> that would be like like the running gag, like every time, like Rocco would hear somebody walking in the house that wasn't walking in the house. Well, finally he heard the shit, and it really was. It was my aunt, it was my cousin's mom. She 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 busted it, like getting high in the basement. Mm. And uh, so <laughs> Rocco lived. <coughs> Damn, that dab got me caught. That's cool. Hey, it's, it'll get you. It'll get you. Rocco lived uh, around, the cannabis cup. <laughs> around the corner uh, from my cousin. 
So uh, we, I want to, I want to stream this story too because this is gonna be a good. St- I, I, at least I think it'll be a funny please. story. Uh, so my auntie walks in and uh, she catches, you know, because you can smell it. It's loud. It's loud in the air, and um, my, you know, Rocco, like, hey, look, I'm about to go. Y'all could, I'm about to walk home. Yeah. Why don't y'all walk me there? So. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. Let's let's go ahead and walk him home. So we we take this long ass walk through uh Dayton View. Shout out to Dayton View. We walk from Princeton Park to air, to anybody who know about Dayton View. We walk from Princeton Park all the way to uh <coughs> like right up the street from uh rallies on Grand. Cause that's where Rocco lives. And then that's the first time you guys smoked? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Or did you guys roll up before you even went to the – you guys already have it rolled up before had, you got to the plate, the joint? We had been smoking in, in the basement. <coughs> okay. And uh, like I said, my aunt came in and busted us. So, you know, my cousin, like, you know, my buddy wanted to run off. He didn't want to be caught there. So we left, walked him home. And anyway, so on the on the long walk back to the house, like that motherfucking realization, I think started creeping in over cuz. Because Y'all uh, was getting paranoid, yeah, huh? Yeah, like as the closer we got to the crib, the more paranoid he got. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, he was like, Hey man, uh I think she go try to smell our hands. And I'm like, Yeah, you're right. She might try to smell our hands. If she smell our hands, we don't smell <laughs> like we've been smoking weed. Yeah. And, like uh, right, so he didn't want to get caught, but I'm like, but you know, my thing was, she, 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 we already caught. She smelled it when she walked in the door or whatever. But I don't think he had connected those two things. He thought that he, you know what I'm saying? He's like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm still good. Right, ain't right, happen. right. He thought that he was gonna get questioned when he walked in, and yeah. then she would say, "Let me smell her hands." But she already knew, so he was like, uh, "She might try to smell it." I'm like, "Well, look, your neighbor just cut the grass and get some of the clippings." You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. And, that, and as I'm telling him that, I'm doing it. And I'm like, with the grass clippings rubbing them on my shit. hands. So, you know, they're going to smell like I what, was doing cartwheels or some shit. I don't know. All right. That's actually a pretty good MO. Right. Like, hey, that's a good. Or, yeah. I was doing cartwheels. Well, this motherfucker. You already thought of that shit. See? <laughs> I'm, qu- I'm trying to be That quick. shit ain't for everybody. Man. <laughs> 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 this shit ain't for everybody. It dude. ain't. So, look. <laughs> he like. I'm about to stick my finger in my ass. And what I'm like, fuck? huh? No what? No. First time you ever got high. Yeah, I'm like, what? Why? No, we're not doing this. No. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm like, and put it in your mom's face? You gonna do that to my aunt, motherfucker? <laughs> I don't care, man. No, I'm telling you. I don't care. He uh, said he's going to stick his finger in his ass. I'm like, hey, well, <laughs> I said, I tell you what. Well, you go ahead and do that, motherfucker. Uh, but we caught because oh, I'm shit. not going to do that to to just to make that. sure your mom don't know that we had smoked weed together. Because yes. I just go home and confess. Yeah, I was high before I fingered my own asshole oh, <laughs> to hide up <laughs> yeah, to hide weed. <laughs> Give yourself up, man. You still got time to turn back, though. You can be, you still be a good person. You just gotta... You can't make a decision right now. <laughs> I can't believe I told y'all that story. Oh, but, dude. Hey, thank I don't you give for a sharing fuck. it, bro. That's hey, that crazy. was funny, man. That oh, was... Shit. Oh, that was, man, hey. that was funny as fuck, dude. <laughs> that shit. Oh, I'm deleting that video we just made and making another one later. <laughs> it's gonna be the sound clip. It was funny, In man. In a couple of months, you're gonna remember it like, damn. I did tell that story. He said, oh, I'm, thank I'm, you, bro. I'm like, I ain't doing that shit. We just going to be oh, caught, shit. bro. But yeah, yeah that was the first time. I think, I think that was the first time. That's sweet, dude. Uh, shit. So, um, damn, you obviously. <laughs> I was gonna no, that wasn't the first time because, so no, we no, had the I history d- of of Rocco hearing shit. Oh, yeah, but that was like Rocco's. one of the first times. Back yeah. when you first started smoking. Yeah. Still, that is a really yeah. interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearing that up because like, we're stoned yeah. and later people are gonna be like what the fuck right the yeah comments. i want everybody to call me out and shit yeah, yeah. uh shit <laughs> so you 
Not, I don't know. So did you enjoy it the first time? Because you obviously went back to it. Now, maybe you didn't enjoy that crazy ass experience, but the other one. But did you enjoy it? Like, was it a what was it like? I did, man. Like, you know what? But it was strange because um, I enjoyed it the first couple times that I did it, and then um, one one time we smoked, and I I don't know if like we got laced. Or what? But I freaked out real bad. Like I was hallucinating. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like. So just the way we just laughed at that story about the finger banging. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> they Rocco would probably laugh at me about the time where I was seeing, I would see demons literally in everything I looked at. Like, like Smokey from Friday. And yeah, like coop. I was freaking out <laughs> like that, and um, I, 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 I didn't smoke no more after that. Like. I, I didn't smoke for a lot for a long time for years. How old were you then? I was still in high school, so I was probably seventeen. Like, it was like, yeah, off. it just turned me off. Like, I, I think I, don't, I still think we kind of got laced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, I, I had never had that reaction to to weed before. You think you guys just maybe smoked some like really good ass weed no, back then? It was weren't used to. You were just used to Reggie Bush, and then you got the fucking the chronic. Nah, everything was Reggie Bush damn near back then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this, I'm talking about '96, '95, '96. See some crazy, crazy that Cali shit, shit wasn't coming out here. It was like Christmas tree only it was like as soon as the harvest was over you know what i mean that's the only time you get some really good weed other than that you were just fucking smoking reggie all year back then yeah but yeah it turned me off though i stopped for years after that and then uh yeah it took getting like married and having kids and shit and then like having to like real world problems and shit like as an adult then i'm like nah i think i need some weed with this uh-huh. you know what i'm saying yeah. like I, well, like what the fuck did i stop for trying like, to cope with this shit right you know now. what i mean like why did i stop like well, maybe i think at a younger age like I, and this is the point i like to make too i think at a younger age man you don't you don't need to be smoking it and that is one good thing I, about like recreation i said we didn't have it yet well you didn't have it yet but you know i don't know what you're talking about are you talking uh, to them yeah i'm sorry it's man. it's all right uh but I forget what I was saying. Um, shit. See, we high, man. Like, stop. I'm doing an interview, and then I'm trying to respond to your ass, and you done fucking threw off the train of thought. That's my that's my fault, though, for trying to do two <laughs> streams at the same time in the podcast. I'm sorry, bro. It's Can all we, right. It's we, all right. We'll yeah. edit this stuff out if no, you don't need it. I don't know. We might keep it. It's right. easier for me to just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, just, I just want I, I, All right. Come on. Let's, right. I'm sorry. Let's go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, I'm fucking high, man. I'm high, too. So do you think you think weed's more of a vice or a hobby? A vice or a hobby? Oh, it, it's a... Oh, it's definitely not a hobby, boy. Like, like weed get me through the through the day sometimes. Like, so you keep, it's like a vice? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, like, because, you know, I'm an advocate. Uh, I'm an advocate. But like, you also you know. know it has dangers and stuff behind it, obviously. Yeah, if anything, if if if, if misused and like abused is is dangerous. I think yeah. you know. But what do you think about like uh, like pregnant chicks smoking weed? Because I'm 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 gonna I actually got this story I wanted to talk to you about. It's from Mary Jane magazine. So California officially declares weed as a risk to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it says. It prevents proper development in the fetus, but the study actually equates the, I I mean, I said but, and I didn't mean to, but the study actually equates the use during pregnancy as just as bad as fetal alcohol syndrome, Mm -hmm. um, giving, giving, uh, cleft palates and other physical birth defects. Okay. But the problem is studies were only done on genetically engineered mice, which are highly susceptible to disease already. So it was but it was California, flawed. Yeah, California went ahead and it was definitely a flawed study. But California, basically, they were forced to do it because uh, any product containing THC has got to have the label on it now because of the Drinking Water Toxic Enforcement Act they put in back in the '60s. Okay. So now that it weeds a commercial product in California, basically they gotta put may cause risk of pregnancy. Or but birth defects, or birth you mean, defects. It, or pregnancy. You well, get some you good enough weed. You might fuck around have yeah. so risk you ha- of pregnancy. Yeah, you have to say that now. But in Colorado in 2018, 70% of dispensaries are saying that they're pers- they're recommending women that are pregnant weed for nausea and morning sickness. So Really? It's just an anecdotal study. But well, yeah. 
But see, you know, there was a lot of propaganda, like, back in the 60s, and you know, around about marijuana. Like, so I'm sure that's probably, like, some scare tactic shit. Well, it was just, what it was, <coughs> was any toxicant back then, they had to, you had to put a label on it, basically, if you're selling a commercial product. You know what, what I mean? Whether it's, like, bleach or even, like, cigarettes or... Well, yeah, I get that, but I'm saying, like, why, what are they, who, who's been, who's been... Using marijuana, like I don't know, but they're putting it on a label and definitely putting things on labels is tricks people. You into high believing. as fuck, Johnny. Tricks people into believing. Oh, dude, I'm stoned. Bro. <laughs> I hadn't smoked all day before you came over, and I took that goddamn gummy bear, and, and fucking, dude, I'm lit. But uh, <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I forgot. I keep forgetting what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I know that I know a couple of people who did do it while they were pregnant mm-hmm. up until a certain point because. Around here, they also don't really advocate it. And the, a person that I know actually was, they smoked for like a few months into it from okay. morning sickness. And then their doctor was pretty much like, hey, you know, you got to have some clean pee. And so they had, they just kind of stopped. And then, you know, as soon as the baby was born, a few months after they got on the formula and stuff, started stop breastfeeding, then they started smoking weed again like a year or so later. You know what I mean? But so I know people who, who did it. And the kids are not developmentally challenged or anything. Boom. Like that. But that's only Myth one broken. anecdotal study. One person that I know. That's all it takes. It's just a friend of mine. So that's all it takes. Like, did you die? Did your baby die? It didn't. It didn't. Bitch, I'm going to smoke a blunt, too. 70, <laughs> 70%, of, 70% of dispensaries. So, you know, three almost three-fourths of the fucking people who own weed stores recreationally in Colorado are saying, yeah, you should do it a little bit. So... It's just the differences, man, in, in laws in different states. And Ohio's pretty new to this shit. You know, we're just doing the medical thing right now, and I think we're going to get a good run out of that. And kind of people are going to get their cards. But uh, another state who also just did the medical thing is Arkansas. And they've, they've been waiting a minute to do it. But now that they've done it, they made $21 million in the last six months, dog. $21 million just, in six months in Arkansas? That's just on medical. They've sold over about 3,100 pounds to people, to Arkansas residents. And so officially, um, they've beat Illinois, which is also recreation or not it's in medical. It's in medical January, also. they'll be recreational, though. In Illinois? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Okay. I need to do more research. But essentially, they've beaten Illinois as far as like revenue. And also, they're catching up to Ohio. Ohio makes $3.6 million every every uh, three months and or every month. And then they make three point three, which is a off little marijuana, lower, off marijuana, medical marijuana. They make three point three in Arkansas, uh, but the thing is, Ohio has twice as many residents. So there's just not as many people having their card here, or I'm not sure, I'm not sure what the deal is with that, and wha- or what you know why the stats stand the way they do. But I, I just think that's pretty interesting. That is, but yeah, like <coughs> I think that those numbers just got to change soon, because like I said, Jan- once January, Janu- January. January next m- month. Yeah, they. Uh, I think Illinois is full on recreational. So, how do you feel about weed overall? Like, do you think it should be recreational across the board for medical use? Do you think it's a medicine? Like, what you know? I think it's. A, I think it's multi-purpose. I think it should be medicinal and recreational everywhere. Yeah. Like, why should just Colorado and California and shit like that be the states to benefit from it? Uh-huh. Why? Not, why not all states? Yeah, I mean. It makes sense. It's, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like you can see now, and now we have like states with a proven record mm-hmm. and you can look at their finances and see that, you know. It's yeah. Another factor as far as California not reaping the benefits of all this medical weed is they can't even send their stuff from state to state. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. government's so strict on interstate commerce when it comes to weed because it's still federally illegal. Mm-hmm. So. But I think New Jersey and New York uh, next year are implementing implementing some new laws where they're going to allow, they're going to allow, or not allow, I can't say they're going to allow, but they're going to at least attempt to be able to have weed, you know, from all over the country on the shelves in places like New York and big cities like New Jersey. Okay. So that's something they're going to try out, um, (coughs) or at least people are trying fighting to make that happen and signing petitions to make that happen. I don't know the specifics on it. I talked about it in another episode. Okay. Um, but it's something that, yeah, you can look up now just the, uh, if people want to, or if you, if you, if you feel like looking into it, it's just interstate commerce, uh, marijuana 2019, mm-hmm. I believe it's on Mary Jane magazine. Okay. So, okay. 
Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's a medicine too, and I think it's also um, a drug, and I think it's also a vice, and I think it's a hobby, and I think it's a lot of different things for a lot of different people. It's like this. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this weird little uh, placebo effect that makes you highly susceptible to your own thoughts. And if you're in a good place mentally, uh, overall, I think you're able to really observe that. And you're also able to see your mistakes and your flaws, and it kind of lets you focus in on shit like that, mm-hmm. too. It's, uh, it's going to give you a little roller coaster, right? It's ups Indeed. and downs. It's life, right? It's bittersweet. Uh, I can agree with that. I yeah. can agree with that. Um, <coughs> so what about you? Like, how, Tell me about your first time. Shit. So, um, all right. So I was like, maybe I was really young, maybe like nine or 10, but I don't think I smoked weed. I smoked a cigarette that also my friends had weed in it too. And like some other stuff and like grass clippings and different shit. And (laughs) I didn't really get high or anything. And I was really young and I shouldn't have been fucking around. And my Uh. mom had smelled it too, actually. And we, I never, I was allowed to hang around them again. Uh, but like, Four years later, I think I was like 13, maybe three years later, 14. My brother used to drive a tow truck. Uh-huh. <coughs> and uh, he picked me up one night. He was doing repo. And I used to ride with him. And I would jump out and check the VIN numbers. And he would fucking hook the truck up. So uh-huh. he smoked a joint with me in the truck. And, bro, I was laughing so hard. And I, and I was t- making him laugh hard. And he's a really funny person. Okay. Like I always used to think that he was gonna be a comedian when I was a kid because he reminds me of like Anthony Anderson. He's like he's just a real like he's just a real fucking like old school like gangster dude. He's just a fucking but he's funny too. Mm-hmm. And he's just like I don't know, bro. He's just an OG. <laughs> this motherfucker always makes me laugh. So when I was a kid, I used to always be like, uh, man, it would be cool to have a brother that was a comedian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, I could never talk him into it, and then I ended up doing it. You, you, was, you were the brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he would the kind of guy that make you laugh at family gatherings and all that, and, like, really th- that dude that just stood out as a funny person to everybody. <clears throat> but I was making him laugh, and he was like, what the fuck, you know? So he kept smoking the weed with me, man, and I was like, <clears throat> I had the best night of my life, bro. That's dope. As I didn't do it again for, like, an, like six months, and then it was in the summer. And I met some friends who lived down the street who smoked pot, too. And then through that, started meeting other friends. And kind of like, that's how I met my whole little core group of friends, actually, when I was a teenager. It's like just smoking pot. So it's kind of it's where I'm at today. Because <laughs> 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 I was con- like, let's show the world. <laughs> it connects people, man. It does, like, yeah. I'm, I'm an advocate, dude. Like, for yeah. real. Like, I, It makes sense for it to be f- f- legal federally. It makes sense, you know, in my opinion. Like, uh, alcohol is far worse. Yeah. Far more dangerous. I got a couple more questions. Do you mind if I use the bathroom real quick, man? This is. Are we going to take a pause for the cause? This is cool. Well, we don't need a pause. Like, I'll just be right back if you could just hang out for one second. I'll hang out. Can you just talk to your people? I'm going to talk to my people, people too. Tell them your Instagram and stuff. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that because we started talking about something else. Uh, At Badlands Entertainment uh, on Instagram. I don't even really fucking Twitter. So, just. B A D L A N D S E N T. And follow me and go find my page and like my pictures of my bulldog. You, I think you'll enjoy him. What's happening, uh, Charmaine? What's up with you? I don't know why I'm talking into the mic now. Like, this is not even for the show. I'm talking to you. What's happening, Wendy? We got a, uh, a Fade House Fall Fool. I'm doing uh, my homeboy's podcast tonight. So uh, we got to have him come through the Fade House at, at, at a future date. Because, like, everybody want to come now. Like, now everybody want to come get Fade. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to finish up this podcast. And uh, y'all go check out Rudy Thumbs Part 2. Uh, Electric Boogaloo featuring Mike Wells and uh, your boy Nate, my motherfucking Washington. And we out. Peace.
back. And uh, all right, Nate, just what's your favorite way? What's your favorite way to get high? You like blunts? You like bongs? You like to smoke these dab ends that are going around? I like the roller joint, man. You like the roller straight up joint? Yeah, papers? Uh, paper. so you, what kind of, what's your favorite kind of paper? Uh, damn. Uh, zigzag Ultra Thins. <clears throat> the silver and blue wrapper. Okay. It's my favorite. Uh, they just, they roll perfect. Like, see, rolling is, is part of the experience for me. I was just oh, talking yeah. about this the other Handling night. Handling it and everything? Yeah. All of you that got a grinder? You like to break it down by hand? I use a grinder. I, I, I prefer a grinder because yeah. some of that shit get too sticky, man. Yeah, and then new shit. Yeah. New weed is crazy yeah. the last couple of years. It's so, but yeah, I pref- like the rolling is part of the whole experience for me. Like, yeah. So, yeah, shit, I, I got to roll me a joint. That's what I like to do. I would have rolled a joint if I would have known that. I need to start getting some more. I need to start maybe sending some more info out. Like, hey, what's your favorite way to get hot? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to pull all this shit out. This is like the longest interview I've done so far, and it's also probably the most stoned I've been because a few other people haven't smoked with me. And yeah, like, we've wasted a lot of time like getting and high we're just and going shit. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are gonna like to watch this shit. This is fun. It's this has been this has been fun, man. But um, so you like joints? That's tight. So yeah, I'm I prefer to ask you that. Okay, okay, I do want to ask you this. This is another question, and then I'll kind of let you get going. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever done any psychedelics? Like any like anything other than pot? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so if you want to uh, um, talk about that a little bit. Open up, <laughs> <laughs> open up about it. I, um, <laughs> I, um, I, the first one, I, I, I tried DMT. Holy shit, I'm and trying to get some of that. I tried DMT, uh, yeah. and um, but I, I don't think I got the full-on experience. Like, because I, 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 I took one hit, and, and it was so bizarre. I think it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> what exactly did you experience? Well, like I, <coughs> I immediately f- felt the effects of it. Okay. Like I mean, off the first hit, like on the inhale, like yeah. even before I had blew it back out, I was already feeling it. Yeah. And that shit freaked me to fuck out because I'm like, whoa, 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 this shit working too fast, so you know. What, <laughs> <laughs> was your environment changing, or what? What exactly were you seeing? Um, visuals after that one hit? Uh, at the first hit, um, uh, the walls kind of started to dissolve. Okay, and um, it was hard to keep my eyes open. Like I, I it, it was. Where were It you? was easier to keep my eyes closed. I was uh, I was at a friend's house. Uh, no, I mean like when the walls dissolved. Like what else was there when there was um, nothing behind the like. There was um, there was a painter, um, like a large person. I, I was it you? I don't know. I don't know because That's I it, it was only like the I didn't see a body. I just saw like a robe, okay. so I could see like the form of a person in a purple robe painting, but their body wasn't there. If that makes any sense, yeah. So, um, but the strange thing about it was that there was like a, a silk veil between where my, because I, I don't want to say where I was because I don't feel like my body was there. Yeah. Like, but where my consciousness was, there was a, a silk, a purple silk curtain or veil that I could kind of see through that separated me from the painter. And he was looking at you, or his I, back, obviously. Their back, yeah, their back was the back was to me, looking over my show, over his shoulder, and at me. And you couldn't see what was on the board, really. Well, that he was painting, or what, what he was painting was all the visuals that I was seeing <sighs> behind him, like <sighs> yeah, cold chills. Yeah, man, like so, <sighs> so <clears throat> it, it was it was strange every time. Every time I, I thought I was recognizing something, he would paint something else. You know what I mean? It's like, so, like, that's how rapidly, what I'm saying is, like, how rapidly these pictures that he was painting were. And, and every, it was like every time he was aware of the, I don't, it, this, I ain't never explained it like this because it's been so long since I thought about it. But it feels like he was aware of my awe, if that makes any sense. Yeah. 
And I keep saying he. Read your mind with the paintbrush. Yeah. And he or she or whatever. I keep saying he or she, but there was no body. It was just a robe, and I could see the sleeve of the robe and the and the brush painting everything that I was seeing beyond him or or her or whatever that energy was. What the fuck? And it was just rapidly changing. And uh, and I, 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 I was aware of him. Like So when, when I said I, it felt like he knew I was in awe of what I was seeing, it was because like when certain things would happen, I would kind of feel like